Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Life Church Buffalo. It is so good to see all of you guys here today. If you're new with us, my name is Peter. I serve as the lead pastor here, and we're excited to have you joining us on this momentous day in our church's history. It's a special day for two reasons, not just one. The first is, I don't know if you guys realize this or not, but it's your birthday. 13 years ago today, Life Church was launched. So happy birthday, Life Church Buffalo. We are now a teenager. And like many teenagers who have growth spurts, you know, one of the things that we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks is the need to build a bigger house to house the growing family that God is building here at Life Church Buffalo. And that's the second reason today is so special. Today is Legacy Action Sunday, where many people who call this church their home and who are excited about what God is building here have prepared and have brought their Legacy Kickstart offering, which you're going to have the opportunity to bring up to the front and drop off in these acrylic boxes at the end of the service. And you're going to bring your commitment cards as well if you are partnering with us in giving for the next 15 months to see this need met. So it's a special day. The anticipation has been building in me all week long. And if you're new with us here today, it's not going to be a normal Sunday. You know, I would encourage you to come back next week if you're wanting to know whether or not this is a church you want to keep coming to, because today is going to feel a little bit different. Normally I preach, you know, a message that lasts about 35 minutes long, but today I've prepared more of a devotional. Just, I want to share some thoughts from my heart uh, about what God is doing here, but even more than what is the why I believe he's called us to embark on this journey together. I'm going to start with the verse that we've looked at for the last couple of weeks in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5, which says, you also like living stones, we're all living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices to God through Jesus Christ. Because of what God is building here and the growth that we've experienced, we are building a bigger building to house the growing family that call this church their home. And today, as this verse says, people are bringing their gifts, which are spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. The Legacy Kickstart offering and the pledge cards that you are going to be bringing up in just a few moments are spiritual sacrifices that you are offering to God, not to the church. You're offering them to God, and they are acceptable to him. And I want to remind you, as we talk about this building, the building is not the church. The building is not the church. The building is not the church. We are the church. The building is simply a tool that will enable us to reach and teach more people with excellence so that they can come and encounter and experience forgiveness and, and deliverance and acceptance and belonging and freedom and forgiveness and hope and meaning and purpose that their souls have desperately been searching for. Now, if I could be completely frank with you this morning, not that I'm not frank with you every week, but... I just want to like get a little bit vulnerable with you this morning because you would think that as the lead pastor of the church on a weekend like this, I would have been really excited all week to preach this message. And that the truth of the matter is, I wasn't, at least not in the beginning of the week. You see, because after last week, and I, I recognize that anytime a church or a pastor, you know, tackles the topic of money, people get really uncomfortable. It ruffles some feathers. I had one person in the middle of service last week walk out in the middle of my message Stepped off stage after first service last week and checked my phone and somebody had written in a message onto our church's Facebook inbox expressing their opinion over what, uh, what I was talking about. And as a people pleaser, 
Can I just tell you, I struggle when I know that people disapprove or dislike what I'm talking about. It hurts my feelings, to be honest with you. And I get it. I mean, I've been in ministry long enough to understand that it happens, but it doesn't change the fact that it still hurts a little bit. And I I remember going home after last Sunday and telling Kelly, like, I just can't wait to start preaching regular messages again. And and as soon as I, I said that, the Holy Spirit started to convict me. And the next day on Monday is my offsite day. I, I work at coffee shops around town to prepare my message for the coming weekend. And I was sitting in Spot Coffee on Union Road in West Seneca on Monday. And I was just kind of griping and complaining to the Lord and, and feeling the weight of people's expectations and all of this stuff. And God, I just, I, I want to get on to the next series. And I, the Holy Spirit again said, whoa, whoa, Pete, hold on, just stop a second. I need you to understand that this series and this building is important. Don't rush past what I have called you to. This series was my idea, not yours. This building is my idea, not yours. He reminded me that he prophetically declared to us that our next step as a church was to build a building. Back in January of this year, somebody in this church who has a prophetic anointing on their lives sent Pastor Lauren and myself an email indicating that God had given him a vision that clearly depicted our next step as a church was to expand the borders of our dwelling and to get ready for God to bring more people in. And he has reminded us over and over again over the last year, before we ever talk to an architect, that God's plan, his heart for our church was that we would prepare for growth. And so I feel like today, as much as earlier in the week, I was feeling some angst over, you know, the topic. I feel like today I'm under a divine mandate to share with you what I believe God has put on my heart because he reminded me why we're building this building. He reminded me of the fact that there will be marriages that will be healed and restored in this new building. He reminded me of the fact that teenagers will meet Jesus in this new building. He reminded me of the fact that there will be eternal destinies that will be changed in this new building. And so I just, I pray that the Holy Spirit gives me the ability to share with you what he's put on my heart and gives you the ability to hear what's on his heart and the faith to respond accordingly. Because what I want you to understand today is one simple message, which is that legacy is personal. Legacy is intensely personal. When I think about the people who've deposited something in my life, whose legacy I'm carrying on, I can't help but think of my dad first and foremost, who received a call into ministry later on in life, and I watched him juggle for years, working a full-time job and going to Bible school full-time to pursue that call to ministry. He would move our family 2,500 miles from Buffalo to Sacramento, California, where he would go to Bible school, and then two and a half years later, move the whole family, four kids and a dog, a U-Haul and a minivan, all the way across country, back to Buffalo, where he would land at Hamburg Assembly of God and pastor that church for a number of years before he would pass away. And I watched him cry out to God with fervor for revival, to see revival. He had a burning passion to see people come to know Jesus. I'm carrying on his legacy I think about guys like Hector Gutierrez, who was my youth pastor when we lived in Sacramento, California. We went to a mega church, and the youth group itself was about 200 kids. And for some reason, this youth pastor took a personal interest in me, and he invested in me. And he would pick me up and, and take me to play basketball, or he would drive me home after youth group. And he would speak into my life and say, Pete, I see a call of God on your life. 
And I can't tell you as a 12 and 13 year old what that meant to me to know that someone who was being used by God as a young man saw something in me that I could be used by God and I'm carrying on his legacy. I think about guys like Joe Miller, who's our next steps and creative arts pastor who helps to lead us in worship every single Sunday who may not realize the legacy that he's deposited in me, but it was Joe seven years ago that sent me a text message in June of 2012 asking if I'd be interested in interviewing for a campus pastor position at a church that he was serving on staff at. So it was Joe that actually opened the door for me to leave the marketplace and step into vocational ministry, and that's a legacy that I honor today. And I can't talk about legacy without talking about my wife, but I can't say too much about her because I'll break down into a blubbering mess. But much of who I am today is a direct result of that woman's influence in my life who reminded me who I was when I had forgotten who I was, who has challenged me, who has comforted me, who has encouraged me, who followed me from Buffalo to Columbus to pursue the call of God on our lives, and then three and a half years later followed me back to Buffalo to be a part of what God is building here at Life Church Buffalo. I would not be who I am today without Kelly's legacy living on in my life. And of course, I think about Craig McLeod. And for those of you who are newer to the church, Craig and Carol McLeod are the founding pastors of this church. And about a month or so ago, we flew to Oklahoma City to interview them, to give you guys an opportunity to hear what was in their heart when they planted this church, as well as give them an opportunity to share with all of you you know, what they feel about what we're about to embark on. And in week one of the series, I shared a part of that interview, and today we wanted to show you a little bit more. So take a look at this. So as you know, and as you've experienced, fundraising and building projects are a natural part of a growing church. In fact, after three years of being portable, setting up and tearing down week after week at a banquet facility, you led the church through the purchase of the building that we currently meet in today. Tell us a little bit about that, because that in and of itself was kind of a miracle blessing at the time. Tell us about that. Uh, It was. We had looked uh, for a long time. We had looked all over a certain area that we were targeting, couldn't find anything. And when this building became available, it was a Catholic church that had I've been sitting dormant for a couple of years, and I uh, took two men with me, uh, two of the elders, and we went through the church and walked out. And honestly, Pete, I'm I'm not really a building guy. I'm not the guy who loves to build buildings or let's go buy a piece of property. You know, I I would be happy in the banquet facility having cell groups all over the place, you know. (laughs) And so, uh, but I walked out and and stood in the driveway and I looked at these guys and they looked at me like, okay, you know, and they very, in a monotone way said, it's the right size, it's exactly what we have been looking for. What do you think, Pastor? It was like, it was like, I better be for this. <laughs> and it was such a gift from God because it was the exact square footage. Mm-hmm. It, it uh, was a, a building that was uh, a turnkey and was very easy to walk into. Mm-hmm. The location was great for our people. It was a real godsend. The price was right. Everything was perfect. You know, and what I loved about it was that one thing we discovered was that that building was where the Holy Spirit fell on the Catholic Church in the late 1960s. 
and that every Wednesday night there were cars up and down Seneca Street who came for healing services. Mm -hmm. So I loved it that the waters of God ran deep in that place, mm -hmm. and, yeah. and so he's true. not forgotten that. When you think about how God is leading us to do this expansion now, do you see any parallels in Scripture, whether it be through you know, David and his son Solomon, David wanting to build the temple, but ultimately Solomon being the one that would build it. Do you see any parallels? <laughs> I, I see some parallels because, because of that very fact, you know, that, that Solomon built it instead of David. But, but the parallel I see is that I was, I was a planter. Mm -hmm. I, I was not the builder per se. I think we all have a role to play. We do. And I, I have found now as I look back on my life, what I'm doing now, what I've done in different scenarios, mm -hmm. I'm a planter and I'm a transition guy and I'm good at those two things. Mm -hmm. Very good. I had the faith. There was never a question that we would plant the church and the money would be there. Mm -hmm. I mean, the faith was there because that's who I am. Paul said, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. Mm -hmm. And that's what I see happening here, is that, is that I've done what I was supposed to do. If I'd have realized that, I might have turned it over to you two years earlier, <laughs> because that's the role I was playing. Mm -hmm. and, and it has been fulfilling to be able to hand that over and allow you to do what God's called you to do, mm -hmm. and to take that now into the future. So when you think about the word legacy, obviously we're talking to Life Church about legacy in these very special weeks that we've had. So what word of encouragement would both of you have to the people of Life Church as we're talking about legacy and the opportunity that they have to be a part of the legacy that God's building here? The truth is this. None of us gets out of here alive. And there will come a day when God calls your name. And when that day happens, you will have left a legacy. Um, and you choose what kind of legacy you will leave. Nobody chooses for you. Um, your parentage doesn't determine your legacy. Your income doesn't determine your legacy. You are the one who determines, will I leave a legacy of anger or a le legacy of hope? Will I le leave a legacy of forgiveness or a legacy of cruelty? You determine. And I want to leave a legacy that makes hell smaller and heaven bigger. If I'm going to leave a legacy, that's what it's going to be. And I want to tell you this, salvation is free, but ministry costs us something. And I want to encourage you to leave a deposit in the generations to come. Help Peter and Kelly and Craig and I make hell smaller and heaven bigger by the ministry that's happening at this piece of property. Let me tell you, every time I walk on to um, the real estate that belongs to Life Church, I feel like I'm on holy ground. I, I feel like God's holding me accountable for something the instant my toe comes on that piece of property. And I want to tell you, it's more than property. It's a call. It's a call to make hell smaller and heaven bigger, and that can be part of your legacy. In the last year, there was a young man who was only in his 20s, and he went to a remote island to lead people to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And he died in that process. 
I've studied that scenario a lot. Uh, I've even been within 25 miles of where he was killed mm -hmm. just recently. And I, the reason that his life impresses me so much is because he laid everything down. He purposefully did not have a relationship with a girl because he knew that this might happen. Mm. He laid everything down for the gospel of Christ. He gave his whole life. And it reminded me of how I started out. That when I started out giving my life to ministry, that was the attitude I had. I'll do anything. When, when Carol and I were first getting engaged, I looked at her and I said, you know, we may end up in Africa somewhere for the rest of our lives, you know. And so she said, she said, oh, honey, I'll go wherever you'll go. Now, I, I lied. She lied. <laughs> <laughs> but we're all wired a little differently. But we've both given our lives. As, as much as we know how to do, mm -hmm. we're still learning how to do that. Mm -hmm. Please do that. You don't have to be called to ministry to lay your life down for Christ. He wants that from every one of us. And as Carol said, it cost us mm -hmm. something. It cost us everything. And there's no more joy for life than in that. And we, we want mm -hmm. to make a demonstration of that, Pete. We would like to be the first ones to give a check <laughs> for the new building. <laughs> <laughs> this happened in my living room when we first started the church, and you were handed a first check. And it's not a lot, but we There'll want to get more. it started. More There'll come. be more coming, but we want to be the first ones to do that. We want to be the first ones to get so, yeah. to the legacy campaign. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and whatever we can do to be a part of what God's doing at Life Church. Yeah, we're with you. Pete, always, always, always keep your sights on what God's calling you to do and be. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be like any other church in America because of what he's doing in you and in that community is unique yes. to that community. Mm -hmm. And he's going to give you ideas that you'll think are crazy, mm -hmm. but that's why he's giving them to you because he'll know you'll carry it out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and... You know, when, when God called Noah to build an ark, God, uh, Noah didn't know what a flood was, and Noah didn't know what an ark was, but he knew who his God was. Mm. Mm. And just know who your God is and obey one hit of the hammer at a time. Yeah. Just obey. It's mm. good. And I know that this video is already way too long, but I can't pass up this opportunity to just look at you eyeball to eyeball and <laughs> say thank you yeah. for believing in me believing in us um, you know we are parents we are not grandparents yet but I've been told by grandparents and you are now in this season of life that there is a special joy that comes when you get to play with your grandchildren. And I think that spiritually speaking, you guys are spiritual grandparents as well. And the uh, children in the faith that are coming to the Lord and joining the family of God, uh, even now at Life Church Buffalo, are a direct result of you know your investment, your deposit, your legacy that uh, is alive and active in us and in so many others who are still at Life Church Buffalo 
and you know you have been an extra set of grandparents for our children they've called you pa and marmy from the time they were born um, but perhaps more than anything else craig especially uh, you saw something in me an insecure kid who believed deep down there was a call of god on my life because i remembered that altar call I responded to when I was 13 years old, but didn't know how that would ever take shape, if it would ever happen. And I remember the first time you asked if there was anything that God had laid on my heart for our church, and you gave me 15 minutes of your sermon time without ever having heard me preach before, which as a lead pastor now, I don't know that I would have the same <laughs> courage to give the pulpit to somebody who I've never heard preach before. Right. But what you saw in me and your belief in me, and from that point forward it grew, and you know, you let me preach a couple times a year when you would travel and whatnot. Um, I'll never be able to fully encapsulate in words, you know, what it means to us to know that your legacy is so alive and active inside of us and my passion my burning passion to see people respond to the gospel is part of your legacy as well the way i see you live your life so intentionally focused on seeing the great commission fulfilled is why i get up and go to work every day even when ministry gets hard is because there are people who don't know jesus that are depending on us to live out the call of God that's on our lives, the call of God that is on every person's life at Life Church Buffalo. We have a mission to fulfill, to help people know and follow Jesus step by step. And that's part of your legacy that is alive, very much alive in us and at Life Church Buffalo. So thank you. So yeah, legacy is very personal. Our mission as a church is to help people know and follow Jesus step by step. And that's not just our church's mission statement. That's your personal mission in life as well if you call Jesus your Lord. You may have a personal vocation or calling to be a business owner or a stay-at-home mom or a doctor or a teacher. I don't know what you do for a living, but if you're a follower of Jesus, your overarching mission in life is to carry out the legacy he entrusted to the church, which is to make disciples of everyone. That's the Great Commission, to help people know and follow Jesus step by step. Your life matters. You will never feel fulfilled in life until you realize you were created on purpose for a purpose and you live out that purpose to make an eternal impact. That's why the question of what comes after this life is a universal question for human beings. Christian or not, every single person has asked at one point or another, why am I here? What is the meaning of life? What comes after this life? That's what separates us from the animal kingdom that just live on instinct for survival. But no, Solomon said in, in Ecclesiastes 3 that God has set eternity in the hearts of men. We were created with an instinctual desire to make an impact, to make a difference, to leave a legacy. You could say that God created us with a desire to leave a legacy. 
We are driven by eternity. The problem for most of us, though, for many of us, is that we are distracted by our pursuit of more in this world that we lose sight of our call to make a difference and leave a legacy for the next generation and make a difference in eternity. But we are driven by eternity. I want all of us to step into that personal calling to help people know and follow Jesus step by step. The psalmist said in Psalm 112, 5 through 6, that good will come to him who is generous and lends freely, who conducts his affairs with justice. Surely he will never be shaken. And we just sang a song that I will build my life. I will never be shaken. And that doesn't mean your life will never experience shaking. Many of you here today are in a season of shaking right now. But when you build your life on the rock of Jesus Christ and you live generously, you live eternally minded, you can not be shaken even when everything around you is shaking. And then he says, a righteous man will be remembered forever. That's a legacy verse right there. This desire to be remembered forever, to make a difference, to leave a legacy. You can't be remembered forever if you haven't left a legacy. And I want to live in such a way that my life lives beyond me. In fact, that's one of the ways I define legacy is when my life lives on, when your life lives on. I'm a part of my father's legacy. His life lives on through me and what I instill in my children will be a part of my legacy that lives on long after I'm gone. And that's what I want for every single person here today, that you would experience that fulfillment that comes from knowing you are making a difference and leaving a legacy. Well, how do I do that, you might ask? The psalmist said it, by being generous, by giving to something that will outlive me. To be remembered forever, I'm going to live my way and give to something that will outlive me. See, generosity is tied to legacy. I would go so far as to say you can't leave a legacy without being generous. So don't spend your, your life and your time and your money on Temporal things that are just going to be consumed and pass away. No, we give our time, our talents, and our treasure to something that will outlive you. And the only thing that will live forever that will never pass is the kingdom of God. It is eternal. It says good will come to those who are generous. If you will focus on building God's house, he will focus on building your house. That's what we said last week. And when you're generous to the expansion of God's kingdom... You will impact the world long after you're gone and you'll be remembered by him forever and for generations to come. It's been said that you make a living by what you get, but you leave a legacy by what you give. Giving to something that will outlive us is part of how we leave a legacy. And that's what our lives are all about, leaving a legacy. The extras that we spend so much time trying to get are just that, they're extras. And there's nothing wrong with that. God's not upset when we are able to enjoy his blessings in our lives. But make no mistake about it, you are on this planet to make a difference. That's what our lives are all about. And when we give to the cause of Christ, it's a part of our spiritual legacy. I wanna show you an example in scripture really quickly of a woman who sacrificially gave to God and her legacy is still being talked about today. And it's gonna show us that God looks at generosity a little bit differently than we do. In Mark's gospel, he records a time when Jesus was sitting down in the temple opposite the place where the offerings were being put, and he watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but then a poor widow came by and put in two very small copper coins, 
worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. For they gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything. She put in all she had to live on. This passage shows us the heart of God when it comes to our giving. You see, it's obvious, we know from this passage and from life that we're all blessed differently. We all have different capacities to give. It said that many rich people threw in large amounts of money. And we may have some people that come forward today and are able to put in large amounts of money. I had one guy a few weeks ago share with me that he feels God specifically spoke to him and told him to give $100,000 to our building campaign, which is a major step of faith for him because his business is struggling right now. Some of you may be able to bring in $10,000 or $1,000, and then there are others of you that won't be able to give as much, but God doesn't give, look at it through the amount. He looks at it through the level of sacrifice. You see, somebody in the church messaged me this week, earlier this week on Facebook, said, hey, Pastor Pete, I wanted to let you know that we're excited about what's happening at Life Church Buffalo, but after 25 years of being a loyal employee with my company, my company has restructured and I've been let go. And while we're not able to increase our monthly giving, we're still excited to participate. And I want to let you know personally that I'm giving $200 towards the Kickstart offering. And he said, we don't plan on reducing our tithe because I believe God's going to bring me another job very quickly, at which time we will be able to increase our monthly giving. I love the heart of that. May not be as much, but he still wants to be a part of what God is building here. We might have students here today who will give $100, maybe, all of their savings towards the legacy campaign. And God might look at that teenager and say, you've given more than all the other people because you gave out of a sacrifice and out of faith when they gave out of their ability. The story of this widow shows us how God views our giving. All is helpful All is needed. He didn't dismiss or discredit those who could give a lot. But God views our giving not in terms of the amount like we do. We see people give large sums of money and we say, wow, they are really generous. But God views generosity through the lens of our sacrifice and of our faith, not about the amount. And more than anything else, over the past couple of weeks, I've simply asked that you give from a place of faith and from obedience. But I want to just remind you today why you're giving. That legacy is personal. I've said the last couple weeks, I'm not giving so we can have a building. I'm giving because of what God is building here. And what is he building here? He's building changed lives. That's what he's building. Changed lives. Lives like Nicole Bleimeister and her family. And I know I've shared her story many times. And those of you that are on the dream team have the pleasure of, of knowing this incredible family. But her story is incredible. A little more than a year ago, she came to our church after miraculously recovering from an overdose attempt that almost took her life. She knows she needed to change something about her life, so she came to church during our Finding Your Way Back to God series. She surrendered her life to Jesus. Her husband did too. Now they're raising their two beautiful girls to know and love Jesus. God is building changed lives here. Lives like Logan Spazcheck who came to this church five or so years ago as a confused teenager, broken, insecure, a victim of domestic violence. 
And coming for years, he experienced belonging and acceptance. And after years of coming, he gave his heart to Jesus Christ at 2 o'clock in the morning, sitting in somebody's car here. And now at 21 years old, he started his own nonprofit to help raise awareness and funds for victims of domestic violence. Talk about a legacy. There have been so many others. You've seen the stories on social media. Counting down the 13 days representing 13 years that our church has been in existence. There's so many more legacies that have been changed because of what God is building here. And listen, the people in your life and in your community who don't know Christ are why we are giving today. And so if you came with your commitment card filled out, I pray that you heard from God and are responding in faith and in obedience. And if you haven't filled it out yet, then maybe God is speaking to you right now about the level of sacrifice that he wants you to make for his kingdom. If you have this card, I want you to get it out right now. Because this card for me represents the single largest offering that I have ever given to the Lord. My wife and I have been praying for the last several weeks about what God would have us give and we landed on an amount. And earlier this week, I called her and said, I feel like God is challenging me to increase the amount he's called us to give. And she goes, that's crazy because I was just praying this morning and I feel like he told me the same thing. And so we increased the amount that we gave. And I don't share that with you to, to boast or brag at all. I share that with you because I want you to understand that as the pastor of this church, I'm not asking you to do anything that my wife and I are not willing to do ourselves. But legacy is personal. I want you to connect what you're giving to why you're giving. And if you've already given online or through PushPay, we still need you to fill out this commitment card. We've got to show our lender that we have buy-in and we need everyone who's participating to fill this out. Even if you want to give in a couple weeks, you don't have the money just yet, still fill out a card. Let us know what you're committing to give. But legacy is personal. It's personal. Who are you believing God for to reach through this new building? See, for me, my legacy, I can't talk about legacy without thinking about my kids. You know, when they came in from Kids Life after last Sunday's experiences and they saw the rocks on the chairs, and if you weren't here last week, we had everyone write the name of someone in their life who doesn't know Jesus that they're believing for salvation for and bring them up and drop them off in these buckets up here. And we told our kids what we were doing and they each grabbed a rock real quick and wrote the name of one of their friends and put it in the bucket. That's part of my legacy. My son Isaac, being the overachiever that he is, grabbed seven rocks and wrote the name of every friend he could think of that doesn't know Jesus and dropped it in the bucket up here. My son Samuel told us when we got home, he said, Mom and Dad, you know why I'm excited about moving to a new house and into a new neighborhood, maybe going to a new school next year? It's because I'll have more friends that I'll be able to invite to church where they could meet Jesus. That's part of my legacy. I know that this, in this building, my kids will have friends that will meet Jesus in this new building. That's why I'm giving. And I'm giving because of the names I wrote down on this rock. Names that represent friends that I used to work with at my previous job before entering into vocational ministry. One is an atheist and one is a Jehovah's Witness. And I'm believing that these stones will become living stones that God will use to continue building this spiritual house. Legacy is personal and is personal to God too. It's personal to God too. You know, if you were to tell me that 
you love me, but I want to share with you that my kids are lost or are hurting and you weren't willing to do anything to help me find or help my kids. I wouldn't think very much about your expression of love to me. And yet sometimes that's what we do with God. We say, I love you, God. And he's like, well, go make disciples. There's so many of my kids who are lost and heading for a Christless eternity and they need you to do something about it. We can't, if we believe heaven and hell are real, we cannot coast through this life comfortable that we have a nice church for ourselves when there are people around us heading for a Christless eternity waiting for us to do something about it, to make room for them. Legacy is personal. And so in a moment, what we're gonna do is I'm gonna pray and the band's gonna lead us in that song, Be Enthroned, that we introduced last week. This is the anthem for this series and for this season. Because this is not about a building, it's about Jesus as one for the one who gave his all and is advancing his kingdom through us. And as they lead us in this song, after I finish praying, I want you to bring those commitment cards and your kickstart offerings up to the front and I want you to drop them off in these acrylic boxes up here. Will you stand to your feet with me this morning? Shortly before I moved back to Buffalo, one of my closest friends said to me as I was wrestling with this call on my life, she said, Pete, if not you, then who? And if not now, then when? And I'm gonna say the same thing to you, my church family. If not you, then who? Who is gonna reach the people in your life that don't know Jesus? And if not now, then when? Heavenly Father, we just come before you right now as a family, as one for the one. Lord, we are advancing your kingdom. Lord, we are trying to advance your legacy in this world. So Jesus, I just pray you'd speak to every heart and that we would respond in faith and sacrifice because we know God what you are building here you are building us into a spiritual house that cannot be shaken because it's built on the solid rock of Jesus Christ so Lord speak to us use us today to launch a legacy a personal legacy that will live on and cause us to be remembered forever